Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. I often ask my followers on Instagram what is on their minds right now as it pertains to motherhood. And inevitably, every couple of weeks when I put up that question box, the response is, I'm getting ready to return to work from maternity leave. I'm getting ready to send my baby to daycare. And I don't know how to deal with these emotions. And yeah, it is a lot dealing with maternity leave coming to an end and returning to work is a lot. There are so many emotions, so many things to prepare for, and it is just a huge upheaval. You thought giving birth was going to be the hardest part? Returning to work can be just as hard. So today, I want to really dive into this topic, kind of go into what to expect, how you might feel, how to prepare, Um, and how to give yourself grace during this really challenging time. So let's jump in. So I want to start us off with a quote that I wrote about a year ago that went viral on Instagram. It said, maternity leave is the most busy, bored, happy, sad you'll ever be while also the most tired you've ever been. It's the farthest thing from a vacation and the closest thing to a mental breakdown. I don't know how else to describe it. It's a weird time. (laughs) If you're currently in your maternity leave, then you probably know what I'm talking about. It is not all rainbows, butterflies, sunshine, and bliss, right? You know, you might be struggling with your mental health, which is something that completely sucker punches us in the face because we really don't see it coming. It happened to me and, you know, to, to be honest with you, I did not expect maternity leave to be a vacation, obviously, right? But I did picture it to be sort of cozy and comfortable, relaxing in a way, right? Like I just envisioned myself lounging around with my baby all the time, binge watching TV and bonding and just, I don't know, like relaxing with my baby. Like that is how I envisioned maternity leave to be. I even going into it was like, because I love my career. I'm in sales. I do really well. I love what I do. I was almost like, oh, I bet I bet I'm going to want to come back from leave before my 12 weeks is up. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> that did not happen. In fact, 12 weeks was not nearly enough time. Um, and so many women get so much less time here in the U.S. Many women have to return after two weeks just simply due to finances and not being able to make ends meet if they don't return to work. Like you are literally still bleeding and healing. You haven't really had a chance to bond with your baby. Even those of us 
that return after just six weeks, right? Like if all you have is short-term disability and you're back at six, seven weeks postpartum or eight weeks, that's hard. I don't think a single parent, a single new mom really truly says before 12 weeks, I want to go back to work, right? Like you are so exhausted. You're learning your baby. You're I mean, like I said, this is such an upheaval, becoming a mother. You are trying to navigate and learn so many different things. Your hormones are crashing. Your brain composition is changing. You're learning how to breastfeed or, or you know, oh, there are just so many things at play that the last thing you want to think about is returning to work. So talking about how little paid maternity or paternity leave we have in this country, I need to say it for a later episode because I have a lot to say on that topic. (laughs) A lot. But today I really want to just focus on how you might currently be feeling as your maternity leave is coming to an end and how to prepare for returning back to your career, to your job and what that might feel like and and kind of how to go about it and how to give yourself grace as you navigate this. And so another quote that I had written was, it says, okay, so I didn't think maternity leave would be a full-on vacation, but I did think it would be a cozy, relaxing, bonding experience with my baby. I had TV shows I'd never gotten around to queued up, ready to binge watch while snuggled up with my new bundle of joy. I did not anticipate being depressed and anxious or so deeply sleep deprived. I felt so overwhelmed. I never found a moment to sit down, never had time to myself, yet the thought of returning to work and having someone else care for my baby brought me to tears. And those shows I thought I'd have time to binge are still unwatched in my queue. So I think that kind of kind of summarizes how I felt. I, like I said, I had a 12-week leave. And it was a combination of saving up all of my PTO time for the year and short-term disability. So after the baby blues hit and, and came and went... I came down with postpartum depression and anxiety, which honestly really robbed me of my maternity leave experience because I was just in a dark place, didn't really start bonding with my son until right around the time that I was returning to work, 12 weeks postpartum or so. Um, Probably around the time, you know, my, my medication started to kind of kick in. So... The whole time, so we, my husband and I had had said on long COVID walks while we were pregnant, we need to already be looking for daycare or a nanny in advance, like while we're still pregnant, because it can take forever to find someone, right? And I was just like, it'll be fine, whatever. And so then, you know, once we're at like five, six weeks postpartum, he just kept nudging me like, hey, babe, you know, it's it's time to start looking. And we did decide that we were going to go with a nanny for a while first instead of daycare just because we had the financial means to do so. It was still during the thick of COVID. It was hard to get into a daycare. And I just didn't feel safe sending my newborn to 
daycare just filled with germs and had so much anxiety about him you know possibly getting COVID and at that time we still didn't really know how that would affect newborns so every time he nudged me to get on care.com which is the the platform that we use for our nanny search um, which I definitely recommend by the way um it, it worked out really well. We found two amazing, amazing nannies on there that we had over the course of 15 months before we started daycare. But every time I had to jump on there, I was in tears. I felt this overwhelming fear and anxiety and probably guilt. You know, I just, I was like, no, I, no one but me can care for my son. Literally to the point where my husband and I had discussions that I needed to quit my career. I was in such a bad place that I was going to throw away a career I had been at for eight years, very successful at, um, financially in a very, very good place, um, which would also give my family a really great life. And my husband, you know, he was saying, honey, like if you feel really, really serious about this, then by all means, let's have this conversation. But just be aware, you know, we are going to have a very tight budget, you know, we're going to live on a budget if we're going to be a single income family. Um, So we did talk about that for for a while. And we kind of just agreed that I would return to work, you know, kind of ease back in, see how it goes. And, you know, then maybe we can go from there. So you always have to do what's best for you, right? But I will say that your hormones and your, you know, maternal mental health is driving a lot of those decisions that you might regret once you are feeling a little bit more balanced again. You know, I can tell you I am so unbelievably grateful that I did not throw away my career because I do love what I do. And it just returning is a process And you have to give yourself some time. I think a lot of women return to work and after a week or two, they quit and they walk away from their career and become stay-at-home moms for a while. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You have to follow follow your gut, trust your instinct. However, um, I I read this in an article about like not taking your, um, your emotional temperature in the first two or three weeks of work. So actually give yourself a month or two to to re-enter the workforce before you make any rash decisions of walking away from something you've worked hard to build, if that makes sense. So anyways, I just really felt like from about six weeks to 12 weeks postpartum, the thought of having to return to work absolutely robbed me of my time with my newborn. Because instead of just being present and enjoying my time with him, I was already grieving the fact that we were not going to be together 24-7. And, and what's so wild to me is you can literally tell how irrational my thinking was while I was so early postpartum. I mean, I truly had the best of both worlds, right? Like I had 
the ability to work from home, working a job that I love, that I'm good at, that's rewarding to me, while having the financial means to hire a wonderful nanny that would be at the house with me, where I still have the ability to see my baby in between meetings throughout the day, I can be there and I don't, I won't miss anything, right? I won't miss the first time he does some, something new developmentally. And yet I still was like, no, I cannot let anyone else care for my baby. So I could not, I kind of could see that it was irrational in the moment, but I just couldn't, I couldn't navigate my way around that. So fast forward, we did end up hiring a nanny and she was a godsend. She was so amazing. She was so good with my son. He learned so many things from her so early on. And it was so nice to have someone else in the house with us. And yeah, it was amazing to kind of have a a break from just being a mom all day long, from changing every single diaper, you know, It was nice to get back into that adult world and talk to other adults throughout the day. Not to say that it wasn't challenging to re-enter the workforce, but if you are someone that loved your career before becoming a mom, just if you have decided to go back, give it a month or two to really, you know, give yourself grace during that time to re-enter because you have things like mom brain fog, you know, postpartum brain, um, so many emotions because of the sleep deprivation and, and the hormonal changes. And it really does take some time. So please be patient with yourself. It's, it's not easy, um, but you can get through this. I promise you. So I want to touch on all of the emotions that you might feel when you're getting ready to return to work because there is a plethora of emotions that may consume you. So you might feel excited to return. I've had a lot of moms reach out saying like, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to returning. Am I a bad mom? And they feel so much guilt, right? But don't feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. You know, like it's perfectly normal to feel eager and excited to go back to work, to return to a job that you love, that's familiar, you know, that helps you feel balanced in the chaos of new motherhood. Um, It's important to remember that you're allowed to find wholeness outside of motherhood. You know, If, if going to work empowers you, that's also good for your family, you know, to do something that makes you feel good. So don't feel guilty if you do happen to feel excited. You might feel sad. If you feel sad, let yourself cry. Feel all of the emotions. Talk through them with your partner, you know, with family, with friends, with a therapist. A therapist can definitely help you navigate this transition back into work you know be aware that you might cry the first few times you drop your baby off at daycare or with a nanny or you know family or another caregiver there might also be feelings of what if my baby loves the caretaker more than me 
That is a common fear that I think a lot of new moms have. But I can assure you, your baby knows that you're his mother. And they will be so happy at the end of every day when they see you. I promise you. (laughs) Um, There might be a lot of anxiety too. You might have separation anxiety. You might have anxiety leaving your baby in someone else's care, right? Like I think so many of us moms just feel like whoever is going to take care of them, even if it's your own mom or your mother-in-law, like they're not going to do it the same as you. What if they don't pay attention to all these little details that you pay attention to, right? I think something that can be really beneficial there is scheduling regular check-ins. So whether that's FaceTiming your baby Um, getting text updates with photos. Um, There are lots of daycare apps that will send you updates throughout the day with pictures. That's a really great way to kind of help ease that anxiety. There might be guilt. So it's normal to worry about if you're making the wrong choice. And there's so many opinions surrounding you, right? Um, You might feel inadequate. And like you're unable to measure up at both home or at work as a, as a new mom, you know, um, there's just, there's a lot of guilt. There's guilt if you're sad to return to work because you want to be with your baby. There's guilt if you're excited to return to work because, oh my gosh, I should want to be with my baby and I'm abandoning my baby, right? So It's just so important to let yourself feel, feel all of those feelings because emotions are going to be high. You know, like I said, you're, you're sleep deprived, your, your hormones are all over the place. And yeah, I mean, going back to work can feel like you're choosing your career over your baby, but When we look at some reports and studies, many women, most women, the percentage is the reason to return to work is financial reasons, right? It's not just because we want to go off to work. Like we need to be able to afford our livelihood. So it's just important to try to give yourself grace among all of the guilt. Um. And yeah, like your hormones are running rampant. You may be feeling emotions you have never experienced before. Your priorities have changed. Your perspective has shifted there. It's everything is through a new lens now, a new vantage point. And just know that emotions will be high and it's important to not push them away, but to feel your feelings. So let's sort of look at the process of returning to work. I think first and foremost, you obviously need to have conversations with your boss and HR and make a plan for what your return is going to look like, right? Like they need to know when you're returning. You need to know so that you can begin planning and prepping. So I imagine you've already done that before you even went out on leave, right? Some sort of rough plan. So as you get closer to your leave ending, you know, reach out to them, call them, email them to sort of follow up on that conversation, that initial plan to see if if everything is still in place. You know, perhaps there's a way to extend it if you do feel like you need more time. 
it's possible that that they have systems in place to allow you to extend it or come back part-time at first to ease your way back in. They might even have um, resources for you like lactation support or mental health support that you might not even be aware of. Um, so definitely speak with your work and and kind of figure that out. And then I would say the next most important thing to do is finding reliable childcare, which I have to say, getting that childcare has got to be one of the toughest aspects of going back to work. But the earlier you start looking, the better. And things have changed so much in this post-COVID world. You know, daycares are booked. The waiting lists are insane. So get on a list as soon as you can for an opening because there has been just a, a teacher shortage. Daycares are at capacity and yeah, it was really, really tough to get into a daycare. Um, so yeah, it might seem silly to start looking before your child is even born, um, but starting to ask for references from friends can really make the process easier. Um, and then they always say to have a few trial runs with your childcare provider before you actually return to work. I absolutely see how this is a good idea. I was just in a mental place where I wanted every last second with my baby and squeeze out as many minutes and hours as we could. So everyone was like, yeah, hire your nanny and have her come on your your entire like last week of maternity leave, right? So that your your baby can start to get to know her. She can get to know you. Or like if you were sending your baby to daycare, same thing, having them start daycare early, maybe just going like half days or a couple of hours. But it does kind of give you a test run of of getting comfortable with the childcare situation. If it's, you know, you're having to drive to daycare or to drop your baby off, it kind of gives you um, the experience of driving the route, packing for everything that you need, um, kind of figuring out when you need to get up, all those things, right? So the trial runs can be really good and can maybe help you feel more secure leaving your baby with them once you actually do return to work. Like I said, for me, I just, I just had such a hard time letting go of my baby that I didn't have that trial run like the nanny did come once or twice just to kind of you know see where we live and what we do and yeah but I I stayed with him literally until the very first day that I had to work so then I think it's important to make a feeding plan for you and your baby so before you return to work you kind of need to decide whether you your intention is to breastfeed full-time part-time or if you want to um, either move forward with formula or continue to to use formula if you're already using formula. So if you continue to breastfeed, you know, you'll need to kind of prepare so that you can pump at work to maintain your milk supply and provide enough milk for your child while you're away at work. Um, And just, you know, I'm sure you're already aware that breastfeeding can take a lot out of you. So It's really important to plan your meals too. Make sure you're packing and and preparing healthy, fulfilling snacks for work and and lunches and breakfast and things like that. 
to really help you maintain your energy and your milk supply. Um, and obviously getting all of the necessary pumping parts and things that you need like maybe they don't have a a, de- a designated fridge so maybe you need to have you know an insulated cooler bag available right extra nursing pads things like that so definitely something that you want to think about um again I already kind of touched on this but if you are struggling with returning there is nothing wrong with checking in with your employer and seeing if there is a way to just kind of ease in, you know, maybe you're part-time for a few weeks, maybe you have some flexible hours. I personally, I did not directly tell my my male boss that I was struggling with my mental health, but I think from our phone call that we had around 10 or 11 weeks postpartum to plan my return, he could sense I was a little bit off and he sort of suggested to me that I can ease in. Um, I am a salaried employee with commission, um, but somehow we made it work that I started with like 20 to 30 hours a week the first two weeks to kind of give me some extra time with my son, which was so nice to not have to jump in, you know, eight or nine hours a day right away. Another suggestion would be Um, starting midweek like don't start on a Monday start midweek so it's a shorter week and you're closer to the weekend to being with your baby again and you know once you are back it is important to also set boundaries with your employer and your coworkers. so define what hours you're able to work and what's a hard stop for you right like maybe you have to leave by 5 p.m every day and you can't work even 15 minutes over because it's time to go pick up your baby maybe it's you know i am not going to respond to any emails once i'm home you know have have that conversation also talk about what flexibility you're gonna have because the one other thing about starting daycare is there are germs everywhere they are lurking around every corner babies and toddlers put every toy in their mouth pass it around and oh my gosh the first year or at least the first six to eight months of daycare can be rough that is something that they really don't prepare you for until you're in it so do remember that you may end up having to be home with your baby a lot that first year So it's important to save up your PTO time, unfortunately, for those moments and figure out what flexibility you have, maybe as far as like working from home, um, taking those sick days, working sort of part time at home during those sick days, um, or also start planning for backup childcare. So maybe if you're, if your baby's in daycare and they have to be home and you're not able to be home with them. And and some of us don't have jobs where we can work from home, right? On our laptops while being with our our child. Some of us work in hospitals and schools and in different scenarios where you you can't just find a replacement, right? At at the last minute, because we usually don't have a notice that our child is gonna be sick, right? It's just like you wake up and boom. And it's, it's, oh my gosh, the one thing (laughs) I need to mention is as someone that's very professional and always gives her vacation PTO time way in advance, it has been even now two and a half years into motherhood. 
so challenging for me to text my boss at like 7 a.m. and say, hey, I need to take a PTO day today because my son is homesick. Like, it's, I don't know, he's never once had an issue with it, right? Like, life happens. This, I'm a mom now. Like, motherhood comes first. My child comes first. I can always be replaced at work, but I cannot be replaced at home as a mom. So, yeah, work comes second. (laughs) I was about to say it comes first. No, Uh, work comes second. So, he's always been completely understanding if my son is sick, like, there's nothing that I can do. But even two and a half years in, I feel so awkward every time I have to tell him that I can't work today, literally an hour before the workday starts. I don't know. That's just like, I guess the plant, the planner type A side in me, I guess. But what I was trying to say is if say your baby goes to daycare and you don't think you'll be flexible to be home on a whim when they're sick, then it's important to already plan for backup childcare. So maybe that's a babysitter that you can hire for the day. Maybe it's your your mom, your mother-in-law, you know, a friend. I don't know. I don't know what that would look like for you, but it is important to try and plan for that, to either know that you or your partner will be able to be home with baby or that you have a backup person that can be there. And then trust me, If you have the kind of job where you can't be home with your baby when they're sick, there will be so much guilt you're going to feel when someone else is caring for your sick baby. But this is a part of being a working mom and being a working mom is so hard. It's not easy. You're working a job and caring for the needs of a small living being and and emotions are high. It's, It's a lot. You're very likely to feel absolutely exhausted when you're starting your job again, right? You are managing your childcare provider, drop off, pick up, you're, you're tired, you're packing lunch or bottles and, you know, milk for baby. Maybe you're still breastfeeding and pumping and, and trying to keep up your supply to make sure baby has enough milk at daycare or with their childcare provider, you're having to think about what you're going to have for breakfast and lunch and already think ahead to dinner. And how are you going to get all those groceries? How are you going to keep the house clean? There are so many things to do. How will you have time for yourself? When are you going to get to bond with your baby, right? Oh my goodness. There are, it's a lot. So for a moment, if you're If you're getting ready to return to work or you just did, let's just take a quick deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. It's a lot. We have to work on self-compassion and we have to work on setting realistic expectations for yourself. You have to cut yourself some slack. And you have to squeeze in self-care wherever possible and ask for help and then actually accept that help because mama, you cannot do it all. You will get burnt out if you try to do it all without help. And wherever possible, 
outsource what you can around the home. Grocery pickup versus actually going in to shop, which can take an hour, or grocery deliveries, um, takeout, have maybe family bring you some casseroles that first week back, you know, um, outsource cleaning if you have the financial means to do so, or if you have a nanny and she's willing to help clean a little bit during nap times, don't be afraid to ask, you know, they're going to want to help you. Being a new mother is not easy and you just, you have to ask for help and accept it and you have to give yourself grace and be so very patient and gentle with yourself as you're navigating this. So whenever you are back with your baby, be present with your baby. Be really, really deliberate about your time together. The, the hours you have, okay, the hour or two you have before work and after work and on the weekends is so special. It's, this is what you live for, right? To be with your baby. So try to be present. Try to put your phone down if you can and just soak up the snuggles. Soak up being with your baby because I know you're missing them when you're working. I know you are. But it's also nice to be back at work sometimes, right? Like motherhood did not come easy or naturally to me. So being back to doing something I was good at while it was a transition, and it took a minute with, you know, mom brain fog. Um, it was so nice to speak with adults again, you know? Um, it's actually funny because <laughs> the one of the first few conversations I had with a client, I almost hung up and said, okay, I love you. Because literally I spent 12 weeks just staring at my baby saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> And I almost told a, a client that I, I love them, which is, which is really funny. And it's, it's so weird to go back to talking to adults all day after using this like mommy, like baby voice for, you know, however many weeks. So it's definitely an interesting transition. So it's okay for it to feel nice to be at work. It's okay for you to feel sad when you're at work and just try to remember to really cherish your time with your baby when you are together. This is not me saying enjoy every minute, right? Because it's still going to be hard. There are going to be moments that are going to be hard. And as, as impossible as it might be to grasp this right now, if you're currently like in tears thinking about sending your baby to daycare, there are going to be days, not, not right away, but there are going to be days down the road where you are so excited to drop your child off at daycare because they had a big tantrum that morning or it was a really long, rough weekend of sleep deprivation, of tantrums or sleep regression, whatever, you know, whatever stage you're in. There will be days that come Monday, you are like, here you go, have my child, I'll be back later. <laughs> And you might feel relieved. So maybe that gives you a little bit of hope to know that there will be days that one day you're not going to cry a drop off. You'll actually feel relief. <laughs> that sounds horrible to say, but it's true. You know, and, and 
what I can tell you too is every time I pick up my child, I am giddy. I am giddy inside. Like my drive there, I sometimes feel like the way that you feel coming down the stairs Christmas morning, right? That excitement, that anticipation, that joy. I feel that way almost every time I pick my son up from daycare. And you want to know what happens eventually? Eventually, they have so much fun at school. They, they get over the separation anxiety. They have so much fun that they're mad when you come and pick them up. Is that not insane? I mean, they're, most days they are going to run towards you smiling, so happy to see you. But trust me, there are going to be days where you're going to want to drop your kid off and, and wipe your hands clean of it <laughs> and have a relief to get to sit at your desk and work because at least for my job, working, sitting at my desk is easier than being a mom all day. Maybe not for every job, but for my job to be able to sit here in peace, eat my breakfast, drink a coffee or something and answer some emails is so peaceful and relaxing. Um, now I don't even know where I was going with this idea, but anyway, oh, I was just going to say there are days that they're going to enjoy school. They're going to, as they get bigger, enjoy school. Like it took my son, like I said, he was 15 months when he started daycare and separation anxiety was so bad for him and for me, but mostly for him. I mean, the tears, wow, um, not, not quite how I anticipated it to go. And, and I didn't think he would feel this way for so long. I mean, it was a good three, four months of a transition for him to feel more comfortable at daycare. Um, But eventually they love it and they really do grow so much from being around others and socializing and, and they learn so much when they're not with us. And the other thing to remember is, and I don't even know how to explain this, but sometimes we can be a better parent when we're with them less. Does that make sense? Like sometimes when we're with them 24-7, we can feel really like run down, exhausted, impatient, not fully regulated, you know, emotions are high. But when we have sort of that break, that separation, we're missing them, we're kind of like getting a little refresh and we can be really, really present and there for them when we're together. I don't know if that makes any sense. Hopefully it does. Um, But I I totally get it if you're sitting here literally crying saying, I don't want to go back to work, but I have to because I felt the same way. I technically could have stayed home, but I knew that for my family, the best choice was going to be to, to go back. And again, let me just reiterate, don't throw in the towel right away. If, if you just really want to be a stay-at-home mom, then you go and be a stay-at-home mom. But if your plan was to return, please give it a solid month or two before taking you know, your emotional temperature on your career. Like I said, I almost quit my job that I loved just because of my postpartum anxiety. But fast forward three or six months down the road, I was so relieved that I didn't give into that emotional impulse because I did start to feel more like myself again. 
things got more regulated. And I would have been really, really sad to have given up my career that I worked so hard on that I actually really enjoyed. I just couldn't see that at 12 weeks postpartum when all I could think about was not wanting to leave my baby. Some other tips I have if you are going back and breastfeeding, try and make the most of your time, right? Um, watch a lighthearted show, listen to a podcast, do certain things that you don't have time to do at work or when you're with your baby. Like you don't have to just sit on your laptop and bang out some work, right? Like federal law requires that employers give you breaks to pump in a private space. So also make sure you actually have a private space, a bathroom is not considered a private space for pumping, just so you're aware. Um, so yeah, if, if you need to be away from your desk for 20 minutes multiple times a day, you are not doing anything wrong. That is your legal right to feed your child. So don't forget that. And it can also be really hard to focus at work when you first come back. Like I said, baby brain is a very real thing. And you may not feel as sharp on the job right away. Um, and that's really, really normal. Sleep deprivation plays a big role in that. And um, it's literally been said that your executive functioning and memory temporarily take a hit when you're learning to read baby cues and achieve a deeper connection with your baby. So there's really no way to sort of avoid this cerebral reprogramming of your brain. So just be aware of it, just like we have pregnancy brain, right? Um, and, and allow yourself some more grace as you navigate returning back to work. So what we learned today was to embrace our emotions, feel all of the emotions, talk with other people about how you're feeling, make a plan for returning. That plan needs to include your employer, your partner, your family, your childcare, and if you're able to find backup childcare, they need to be a part of that plan as well. And of course, you know, prepare as much as you can. If you can prepare meals or lunches, um, have all of your pumping supplies ready or everything that your baby will need for daycare. And just know that this is hard. This is really hard. I can't sugarcoat it for you. It might be one of, the, one of the harder things that we do in life because nobody wants to grow a baby for nine months, get to love on it for six to 12 weeks, and then have to hand it over to someone else to care for. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, if you want to adopt a cat or a dog, they usually have to be with their mom beyond 12 weeks, right? So... Why shouldn't human babies be with their moms longer? Like it makes zero sense and you have every right to feel frustrated, to feel angry, to feel resentment for having to go back to work. It honestly, like I know it sounds stupid to say it's not fair, but it's not fair. It's not fair to us as mothers. It's not fair to our partners and it's definitely not fair to our babies. So... I have a lot of feelings about this topic, <laughs> but yeah, the juggle is real. Your feelings are so valid and just remember you're doing what you have to do to succeed in your role 
at work and your role at home. It's not going to be easy. It is a juggle. But in time, you're going to figure it out. With time, it's going to feel easier. But the transition might be a little bit rocky. It might be emotional. And it it just might absolutely fucking suck. But mama, you've got this. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope that this is exactly what you needed to hear as you navigate and embark on returning back to work. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could scroll down, hit the stars to rate or leave a short blurb to review the podcast so more moms can find it. And of course, if you have any other mom friends that are in the same boat as you, please send them the link to this episode so they can listen to this as well. I am sending you so much love, strength, and guidance as you return to work and just know that everything is going to be fine. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.